the matter of the people of the state of California versus Orenthal James Simpson, case number BA09. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. Sweet. And uh, we're back. Taylor, can you just do the introduction? Because I'm going to keep doing the two-day thing. You don't have to. I mean, we do whatever, do whatever we want to do. But hello. Welcome to Doom to Fail, the podcast where we talk about historical or true crime relationship or thing that was doomed to fail, that was never going to make it. Histories, tragedies, experiences, things that happened. And today we're going to go into a historical story. And I told you, Fars, that I am drinking some wine because, as expected, we're going back to ancient Rome and we're going to do volcanoes part two. No way! Yay! Okay, I, I'm excited about the volcano stories. I know <laughs> that we're I know that we're not a volcano podcast, but like we can kind of be a volcano podcast. Like- it's part two of seven volcanoes. Um, so this is the one. This is the story of Pompeii and Mount Vesuvius. Yay! Okay, I'm excited about Let this. Me find it. Have you been to Pompeii? Do you talk about this yet? No, I have a thing that I just refuse to do anything that's popular because I'm a oh right, there's a lot of people cool. there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm too cool. You. Okay, so like, um, the, you should the, go. Uh, no, I'm not going to. I mean, you literally it's told me so... how boring it was. You well, literally I did told not me tell you how boring it was. It was. I didn't like, tell you it was boring. Like, it actually seems flat, and there's like nothing there. Is what you told me. I don't think I said that because I want to talk about how cool it is like nine times in this. So I just I take umbrage with that accusation. One of us is a liar, and I bet it's me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I watched. A couple YouTube videos, one with Dan Snow, who's from History Hit, who I'm watching a lot of his stuff. It's really great. Um, I also, there's some kind of more academic things I read, one about the amphitheater, one about some bones we'll talk about later, and obviously like Wikipedia to get some dates right. And I also watched the 2014 movie, Pompeii. Have you seen that? Who was it? Was that a Ben Affleck? Is that a Jerry Brockhammer thing? No, it's Paul W.S. Anderson. Um, we I have more to talk about it later. I'll talk about it more cool. later, but right. I watched that. It's like, it's fun. It's not great, but it's fun. So okay. this is a story that's like, you think this could never happen to us. And when you think about archaeology and looking at these like ancient cities and, and things, even like finding ruins of things that aren't as well-preserved as Pompeii, the thing that I think of is, is like, could anyone ever excavate my house? Like, could that happen to me? You know, like, if today, during this hurricane, the mountain next to me falls on my house, will they find my house in 2,000 years? And what will they know about me? You know, things like that. Because you think it will never happen, but the people of Pompeii never thought this would happen to them. You know? Like, every town think, that we excavate, they didn't know. I think the reason why they would, why they like to ex- excavate those things is because there was no real written history. And so the only way to totally understand how people lived was that, but I bet people will know in like a thousand years probably how you lived. Yeah. I think, I think, yes, I think you're probably right. But I also think that I think that because I think that our civilization is like at like a pinnacle peak part and it probably isn't. Maybe. I don't know. It's a lot. We have these books. This is not my line. We have these books that are like, describing the world to kids in a way to tell them that that religion is fake and there is no magic, but it's still cool, you know? And there's one of them where it's like, 
you're like, oh, this world is like perfect for us. And it goes back and it's like every time in evolution, whatever it was, was like, this world's perfect for me. And then something weird happened and then you evolved into the next thing, you know? So it's kind of like. I do wonder between the two of us and 3000 years, or if there was aliens that showed up and we're all dead and buried, whether they would dig my house up or your house first. I did when we did have a big hole in the backyard because of a, a rainstorm and we had a tractor come and fill it in, but I put a beach ball in it just to confuse future archaeologists. <laughs> <laughs> that is very, that is very on brand for you, Taylor. Thank you. So they'll be like, was there a beach here? What is happening <laughs> when they find that <laughs> in the hole in my backyard? <laughs> 10,000 years. Oh, I love it. Um, so yeah, so there's also obviously a Dan Carlin story where he is obsessed with um this one king at one point. Xenophon sees the ruins of this city and he says, What is that? And the people around are like, We don't know, but it was Nineveh, which is was a huge bustling city 200 years before, and 200 years later, it's in ruins and no one remembers it. So, like, yeah, kind of crazy. So, I'm gonna read you a quote from Pliny the Younger. I'll tell you more about him later, but just going to tell you a little bit about what it was like the day in 79 AD when Mount Vesuvius erupted and destroyed the city of Pompeii. How does Pliny the Elder know this? I will tell you in okay. a little bit, but I'm setting the scene. Okay, sure. Okay. You could hear the shrieks of women, the wailing of infants, and the shouting of men. Some were calling their parents, others their children or their wives, trying to recognize them by their voices. People bewailed their own fate or that of their relatives, and there were some who prayed for death in their terror of dying. Many besought the aid of the gods, but still more imagined that no that there were no gods left, that the universe was plunged into eternal darkness forevermore. So like Okay. Shit's getting destroyed. It's super intense. So we're going to talk about what Pompeii was, the city in the area, what happened in 79 AD, and then how we found it. Because that's a super cool story, too. So Pompeii is in Italy, obviously. People have been living in that area, so far as we know, since about negative 8,000. Again, I'm doing negatives. Negative 8,000. There were Etruscans, Salmonites. The Punic Wars that Dan Carlin has a whole big thing on happened around there. Um, but now we're like just taking over to the positive years, like 50s, 50, year 50-ish. And it is now in Roman territory. So the Roman Empire is, you know, building and growing all over Europe. And um, and that is what Pompeii is kind of under. It's actually a fun story about Emperor Nero, who we talked about a very long time ago. But um, Emperor Nero had to kind of in 59 in like, the year 59 there was a riot in Pompeii because two um, from Pompeii and the city of Nusteria which was nearby there was like a gladiator thing and like a race or whatever and they got in like a bunch of fights and a bunch of people died and it was like a huge riot and chaos so Nero was like fine you guys can't have gladiators for 10 years so he took away their right to have like gladiators in, in Pompeii. They probably didn't actually like wait all 10 years, but that's how they got punished and they got in trouble for having this big riot and Emperor Nero did that, which is fun. All the gladiators like, thank God. I know, like, for real. Can I just like be a regular slave now and this? that one's going to get eaten by a lion? Yeah. <laughs> Um, so Pompeii's on the coast. It's beautiful. It's close to Naples. I've been to Naples. I had a terrible time in Naples. I had like the weirdest time. It was like half under construction and like, it was just weird, but I did get to go to Pompeii and I'm glad that I did. And you kind of take the train down, um, like Sorrento, like the Italian coast. It's so pretty. I think the day I went to 
Pompeii was like maybe the same day I went to Capri. Like it's just gorgeous. Um, there's another town near Pompeii called Herculaneum, which was also destroyed by Mount Vesuvius in 79. And talk a little bit about that too but Pompeii is like the famous one so it was also a vacation town so some rich Romans people who lived like literally in Rome would have like a vacation villa in Pompeii so it's just like a nice place to be yeah weather by the beach so I was took some notes as I was watching the 2014 movie so Paul W.S. Anderson he's the director he did Event Horizon in a bunch of Resident Evils you know some stuff that we love this is not this is not his best film guys Event Event Horizon is like You can you can watch that over and over and over and over. It's like crack. Oh my god. Um, yeah, it's so good. So, um, the guy who played Jon Snow is the main character, um, in Game of Thrones. Kit Harrington. Kit Harrington. Yeah. Um. Also, I think it's fun. This is a side. An aside that the guy who invented vaccines was named Jon Snow. Really which is fun. Mm-hmm. And then another fun one that always makes me laugh, which is dumb, but um the first like white person to go into Imperial Japan and kind of see what they were doing there on their Island where they're like, kind of isolated was named Matthew Perry, which makes me laugh every single time I hear it. Um, yeah. So in the movie, um, Kit Harrington plays a, a slave in this time in Rome, which we talked about before. There's tons of enslaved people. It's not really about race. It's about, you know, just conquering. So he plays a cult, a Celt and the Romans come and they, you know, come to Britain, kill his family, take him on as a slave. He's a kid kind of wandering around, which I hate the idea of a child being alone. Um, and then someone like grabs him and he becomes a gladiator. Um, also in the film, um, Kiefer Sutherland isn't, isn't it? As like a baddie. And he is a senator. And another thing that I always find hilarious is that Roman senators, like in this time, 2000 years ago, just had like regular dude haircuts, <laughs> you know? Like in real life? Yeah, they just like looked, they had like their haircut was like kind of not like shaved, but like a close, just like nicely cropped haircut and just like it's like a regular dude haircut. And it just makes me laugh. Because I feel like, I don't know, I just feel like it should be different, but it's not. It's very like their heads look very modern when they're wearing togas, but that was the style then. No, but the toga gives up, gives away the time. Yeah. So the reason that I like the movie and that I, um, you know things about it that it, it kind of gives you an idea of what what it looked like then like what it felt like when people were actually living there and it feels very very modern so stuff that they found in Pompeii there were at least 31 bakeries there were baths there were bars there were stores they found a fast food restaurant that I'll tell you about in a little bit um, an outdoor market there's like you know the streets are you know very well like made there's these big stepping stones that you have to step across the street because there's like always chariots going by there's you know kind of water rushing through there's horse poop everywhere so like it's people were really actively living there and living their lives there um the things that you miss from excavations and from the ruins are like the colors and the fabric and the wood and like the things that just like kind the of richness. Like built, filled in. Yes, exactly. The richness of it. Um, when you think about ancient Rome, you, you think about like, for the most part, I feel like you think about cold, like white marble and like, you know, all those things, but it wasn't white. It was painted, you know, like even in like ancient Greece, like the Acropolis was painted. Like that paint just has to come off after 2000 years, but things were really bright. There were bright colors. You know, there were, overhangs and curtains and clothes and you know just people like living their lives and they had all this stuff and this stuff isn't there anymore but like we just have like the outline of it so, yeah so. 
you know, um, and what else? So, okay. So there's some cool things that are in Pompeii. There's like a, a big amphitheater that we'll talk about. And it's just like, it's just a shadow of the past, but it's the best shadow that we have of what life was like in the Roman empire. And I'll tell you a little bit of why. So Pompeii stood in the shadow of Mount Vesuvius. And obviously at this time, they're like natural disasters are because of the gods. Like we piss someone off. We have to like do sacrifice a goat or like whatever. But they didn't know about volcanoes because how would they, how would they know about volcanoes? They don't know. Right. You know, like you just have never heard of it before. How would you even think about a mountain exploding? You just like didn't know. So I've actually been to Mount Vesuvius. I've been to Pompeii. Do you remember that joke from Zoolander? Have you seen Zoolander? Oh God. Yeah. Like 80 times. So when, when, Hans, when Hansel's telling that story and then he's like, Hansel, could you, have you been taking peyote for like six straight days? Could this be in your head? And he's like, it was. I've never been to Mount Vesuvius. <laughs> like, I think at least he laughed so hard. He's like, falling off Mount Vesuvius. Could this be in your head? Have you been smoking peyote for six straight days? <laughs> like, yes. So um, when I went there, it was so hilarious and like kind of awful because you had kind of like walk around it. And when you get to the top, they made you pay like five more euros to see the middle. And I was like, fuck you. So I had to pay like five more euros, got to the top, and you kind of look over the edge of the volcano. And it's like, you know, like a flat sandy. Oh, you walk up area. the volcano? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's not active, right? It is active. All volcanoes are active, but it's not like going to erupt tomorrow. Oh, okay. Um, it's not like it's not totally dead because when you look over the edge, like it is. I trying to like in my memory, it's like a a flat sandy area that is smoky a little bit. Like it's hot. So wait, you when you look in, can you see the magma? No, you just see sand, but you can like tell that it's hot. Whoa. Yeah. Um, and then also, do you know who else climbed Mount Vesuvius? Is Mary Jesus. Shelley. Mary oh. Shelley. Um, the, the Shelleys did that on their tour of Europe, which is fun. Um, so anyway, it's cool. I think we should go to Italy. It's very fun. So now it is um, in like year 60 AD, positive 60. The emperor Titus is in Rome and things are getting a little bit weird. There's always been some like small earthquakes in the area and you just kind of like make a sacrifice and hope for the best. On February 5th, the year 62, there was a great earthquake. It was probably a five or six on the Richter scale. And it was a feast day. People were preparing for a party and there was tons of damage in Pompeii. There were a lot of fires because oil lamps fell over and like caught things on fire. Um, there's a lot of things that just kind of crumbled to the ground. So they took this opportunity to update some things. So now we can see that some things were pre the great earthquake and updated after. So they were rebuilt or they were fixed, um, stuff like that. So they built public baths after this. They put like a veneer over some things. But the people who remember the great earthquake are rattled. You know, like they remember and they're they're scared because it was scary. Yeah. You don't even know you don't know what that was. You don't know what what the fuck just happened. And so, in um, the year sixty five, Emperor Nero and Pompeia, his wife, visited um, visited Pompeii. We know that they were there. Um, this is probably around the time that Nero performed in Naples. Remember how he like sang uh, everywhere? Yes. It was like yes, and won every competition. Yeah, you had to be like, oh my god, he's so he's so good at singing and, and playing the violin or whatever. Um, so uh, so Nero has been there, but now it's seventy nine. So at seventy nine, Mount Vesuvius begins to erupt. So originally, we thought from like the stuff that we know is that it was in August, but now they think it was actually the twenty fourth to twenty fifth of October. We'll never know like exactly for sure. But when they started excavating more things, they found things like. 
they could tell the fruit being sold were, were fall fruits and that they were selling like dried summer fruits. So like it was making that transition into fall. People were wearing more clothing than you would in August. So they like think that it was October, but I guess we'll never know. Pompeii had a population of anywhere from like 11 to two to 20,000 people. It's hard to tell exactly how many people yeah. live there. Um, some people had vac vacation homes there too. So there could have been some empty houses. Right. You know what I mean? Um, the eruption lasted two days. And we know about it from Pliny the Younger, who I quoted earlier. And he lived in Naples and he could see everything from the Bay of Naples. So he could see the smoke and he could see what was happening, but he he didn't, he wasn't affected by it. Like he didn't get hurt. So he watched he yeah. like watched it happen. And he wrote down his um his account 25 years later. And so that we know from what he said. So like also it's 25 years, five years after it happened. So it could potentially not be exact or whatever, but he was the nephew of Pliny the Elder. So their elder and younger, he was eventually adopted by him. Like his dad died when he was really young. And Pliny the Elder was very famous. He was like a famous statesman. He was like a lawyer. He wrote the first encyclopedia, just like a real Roman scholar, Pliny the Elder. He was also an admiral in the Roman Navy. So he was like a really like big guy physically as well. He was a big guy. Yeah. So in seven so in 79, Pliny the Elder was 55. And so his nephew, the younger, is back in Naples. And Pliny the Elder gets a letter from his friend Rectina in Pompeii. She had a villa at the bottom of the mountain. And he got the letter in, like, time to go try to get her, which is she was probably, like, feeling rumblings and being like, I got to get the fuck out of Dodge. You yeah. Know? Like, thinking about the earthquakes, like, no concept of a volcano, but potentially an earthquake, you know? Right. So he goes to get her um, and he tries to keep people calm. He like goes to sleep and like takes a nap and is like, everything's fine. You guys like, we're going to get out of here. No big deal. Like trying to remain, remain calm. Um, eventually the air starts to get smoky and like he probably had asthma. He was like really big and he dies of a heart attack. So he doesn't, he never leaves Pompeii. He, he, he stayed there, but I think his friends get out. Wait, who, who elder? The elder. Yeah. Okay. So Pliny the Younger, one of his other things was like, I'm going to tell this story so that you know that my uncle was like trying to be a hero when he died. Right. You know? Um, so. Sip of wine. Probably that was a wine. Hopefully people got drunk when this was happening. <laughs> because what, what else the fuck are you going to do? What else? Yeah. What else is there? So, day one, pumice starts raining down from the top of the mountain. Like burning rocks just coming into the city like raining over the city um i mean if you could fucking imagine that happening like in any city right now and we understand what pumice is you know just like what the fuck is going on the gods are so mad at us people start to leave a lot of people were able to leave and they took a lot of their expensive things so some of the bodies they found later like people had like all their jewels with them because they were trying to run away with like their with their stuff um there, I learned about this, I think in college, I learned the story. There's a story where there was like a basement area, like a cellar, where they found a bunch of bodies um, later. And they probably suffocated in there. They probably were like, let's go underground, which I think would make sense. You would think that, yeah. that would be okay. But then when the city was covered, like they suffocated. But in that in that place, in they, they found a woman who was pregnant. So they found like, you know, her bones with her baby's bones like on top of each other. But her bones were green because she was wearing a bunch of copper jewelry that ended up tarnishing. Uh which is like super interesting that she was like in there holding her pregnant belly and like suffocating to death. Crazy. 
Um, in the movie, the Pompeii, like the this day is chaos, which totally makes sense. There's fire falling from the sky. Like you don't know what the fuck is going on. Um, and I imagine that like the richer people could leave, which happens now and all the time. You know, like in 2020, that could be a big city. Leave? You you could you, you could take a boat and just leave. Like before the big eruption started, you could start to leave. You could get you could take your horses and try to get far enough away. Like that was still potentially possible on day one. Because it sounds like one of those things. Like, I mean, look, like, okay, so it doesn't matter if, like, the big one hits L.A. If you live in Bel Air or Compton, like, you're fucking dead, right? Yeah. So, like, this feels more like one of those situations where it's, like, it's going to hit you. And then your your opportunity to mitigate the impact is pretty limited. But you have an entire day. Like, you don't know what's coming, but it's still happening only, like, the first day is just as it's just raiding rocks of fire. It's no big deal. Just like <laughs> I know that's why I was thinking. I was like, like it sounds. Like, it sounds you're right. bad. You're not wrong that it sounds fucking terrible. And yeah, and like on your way out, you can get hit in the head with a flying fire rock and die. Yeah. Like, so yeah. I'm sure people died during that too. But people did leave, which is good. So they were able to get out before the really, really bad thing happened. Because the really, really bad thing happened on day two. So day two is pyroclastic flow day, which you've learned about before. <laughs> That's the day when that hot ass ash comes as fast as fucking possible and covers you and kills you. Your brain boils. You die pretty immediately. Things catch on fire, but like they're encased so fast, you know? So like there's things where, I know we'll talk about the bodies in a second, but like there's doors that are like wooden doors that we have plaster um, molds of because the ash just like came around it so fast the doors burned but it left the imprint inside the ash wow so it's fast and hot it's coming just so so fucking fast that's the thing that i remember because my dad told me about the when i was a kid before like he's like my son's gonna be a scientist um and so he I barely missed the mark but he told me about vesuvius and i looked it up and he was his main thing was like yeah, like preserved everything because it was so hot, so fast. Like you just have it reminded me a lot of like atomic bombs and how like it like yeah. there's a memory that it leaves behind because of its ferocity that's very unusual. Yeah. That's exactly. what it made me think of. But I'm sure that's you're gonna very, talk, talk about that. No, that's very that's, that's very deep. I, I get it. Yes. yes. He sure yeah. is trying to make me a poet because that's obviously <laughs> where my calling was. I think this is where you're, where, where you're headed. Um so yeah. By the end of day two, the eruption was over and it would have been quiet and smoky and like weird because <laughs> there's a whole like first floor of the whole city is under this ash. So imagine if like the first floor of an entire city is just hot ash now. Um, there are some rescue efforts that emperor titus tries to do he sends people but there's nothing they can do like they know that everybody under the ash is dead like there's no one they can save um looters and robbers go in and they're able to see like oh i see the second story of this building i know this building was a rich person's house and they do try to like dig in and steal things so some of the stuff is like kind of destroyed by looters which again people don't change the fuck happens no you know um so some of that happens. Um, eventually, there's like another um, small eruption in like 500 that kind of covers everything that's left. So um, and then the second stories that are um, that were above the ash, you know, they get destroyed by like that and like the weather. Um, Herculaneum, the other town that was covered 
um, destroyed. That one got more ash. So actually it does have two stories worth of ash. So there's a lot more we can see there, um, but it's also harder to excavate because of that. Right. Um, and then people like forgot. They forgot it was there. It was like a rumor and like a legend, you know, like if you were alive when it was a town you went to, maybe you told your kids, but two generations later, no one remembered. And it was just like an area that by the beach, it changed, it changed the coastline. It was empty, you know, and um, Rome fell, other things happened. So they just forgot that, that it was there. And um, it's like when you go to Rome, there's, if you're like in the subway in Rome in like underground, the, there's like parts of it where you they have like, you know, glass and you can see Roman ruins because it was like ancient Rome and then like Renaissance Rome and then like now Rome and it just keeps building on top of each other. So they're just like, if you can't like build anything new in Rome, you're going to find fucking something awesome, you know? Yeah. Yeah, just like happens to be there, but Rome didn't get destroyed; it just continued. So that's why we don't know a lot of what life was like in actual ancient Rome, the city, because it was—it's always been a city, you know. Right. So you just like adapt and continue to do things. So, um, in now let's get so that happened. That day happened. A lot of people died. It was probably a fucking horror show. Who who knows? When they died, mercifully, they died really fast. If they got like. Did, did basically everybody die? Is that what the gist is? They think about like they really don't know. They I read something that was like sixteen thousand people died, but I know some people had like left, but no one like was no. there the next day. You know, like either you left or you died. There was no yeah. like survivors. Right. Um. So in fifteen ninety two, so like fifteen hundred years later, an architect named Domenico Fontana was digging for an aqueduct and he found some ancient walls and paintings. So he was like digging his well and he was like, this is weird. And like found like a cavern in Herculaneum that was like a room. And there's rooms underground though they didn't know were there because they had been like encapsulated in the ash. Yeah. In the in the Dan Snow documentary I watched he has to go in there and there's just like an underground amphitheater. It's like bananas. You can see where people used to sit and like walk and all these things because it was just like Dude, covered by things. Think of how many of those probably. So I, when I was in when I was in Lisbon, I was walking um, somewhere. I fucking I don't know where I was, but Lisbon's also like a super super old city, kind of like mm-hmm. well, part, li, Portugal in general is an old country, and it was weird. Like you're in the middle of the city, and you look over and the whole thing is packed full of buildings everywhere. And there's this gape like in the middle of the city, in the middle mm-hmm. of the street, and you, you meander down there and they're like, yeah, we were about to knock this building down to build another building there. And then when we took it down to its foundations and went a layer deeper, we realized that underneath that was an amphitheater. There's this millennia so cool. old amphitheater. Yeah. Like what the fuck? It's just, it's just, you're walking. Dude, I don't know what's underneath you. There could be, like, the home of, like, a former president. I don't, I don't know. I'm making shit up. Like, probably a chief. No, like, there's probably absolutely. stuff everywhere. And I have a couple I have a couple stories that reminds me of. One, I told the kids, I was like, we have to go to Paris. Paris is built on top of bones. Like, we've got to go into, like, the, what's it called in Paris? Where, like, there's yeah, all, like, catacombs. The, catacombs, exactly. Um, there was also King Richard III of um, England was found in a parking lot in like Leicestershire. Like they were like building a parking lot and they found a dead king. Cause that was like, they just like 
didn't do a thing. And then another one, remember that, you know, Darren Ku, Kuyu, that city in Turkey? No. Where it's like all underground. So oh, this yeah, farm, yeah, yeah. That yeah, farmer yeah. who like found it, so fucking cool. It's like a city, an underground city that could hold 20,000 people that a farmer just like accidentally found. So, like, I bet there's probably a lot of those out there still. There's so many. Um, I think they found like the Laoquan, which is like a really famous like Roman statue in a, in a farm as well. Like, there's just things that are like buried in there. It's so cool. Um, but Domenico Fontana didn't really tell anyone that he had found this, so he just like kind of let it go. Um, in the 1690s, some people started to see the word Pompeius um, carved onto things, so they were like, "That's weird." They just kept kind of like seeing things carved onto things as they like, kind of went lower, um, but they didn't really like do anything more than that. Um, Herculaneum was officially rediscovered in 1738 by workers digging for the foundations of a summer palace for the king of Naples, um, Charles of Bourbon, who was French. Um, and they they started to kind of dig it up. In 1763, they officially identified Pompeii. The first thing that they found was the amphitheater. They just like tripped over a rock, started to dig, and they were like, oh, it's a step. Oh, it's another step. Oh, it's a, another step. And then they found a fucking huge amphitheater. Just like you were saying. Crazy. And that was like the first thing that they found. Um, so it's 1760s and who's in charge of Italy? The French. And who's in charge of France? Napoleon. Napoleon. So Napoleon, like all rulers, wants to be an emperor. You know, he's like, I want to be an emperor. I identify with Roman emperors. Like, fuck you. I'm sure you do. So do I. Whatever. Short man Identi- complex. Got I it. identify with rich people. Make me rich. But um, his sister, Caroline Bonaparte, was the queen of Naples, which is hilarious. Um, and she was put in charge of, ex- of excavations. So Caroline Bonaparte had people go and dig up the outside of Pompeii. So they dug up the outer wall so they could see what they were working with, which is pretty cool. Okay. So the outer she, wall of the amphitheater? No, of the entire city. Oh. So they, they like, found the outer wall and started digging all the way around. And so they, like, wanted to kind of start mapping out exactly what Pompeii was. So she did that. Eventually, Italy took it back um, and started to do, or, like, whatever that means, I don't know. Sorry, Italian historians, but um, you know it's Italy again, and the they started excavating. Excavating. There's some breaks, but they found some incredible homes, some huge villas where they can see courtyards and different rooms, and where people like went to the bathroom and slept and cooked and, and things like that. Um, and the thing that is so fucking cool is that they're all painted and mosaic, and that's what you don't see anywhere else because it was saved. It was like in a time capsule underneath all this ash the paints are bright red and bright yellow and the mosaics are brightly colored so you can tell that like it wasn't just like marble you know it's like a really bright city obviously there's like the paintings of like people having sex and things that people get super super excited about because like it was like a roman time there's debauchery it's super fun um they find a gladiator barracks that's actually two stories and has intact gladiator helmets so we know exactly what they wore and exactly what you know what their life was like from that they find bakeries and restaurants with bread still in the ovens you know like they can like really dig in and like find all this stuff and it is in color um for the first time which is Super Bowl. The frescoes are oddly like preserved. Like it does look um And they're nowhere else. There's no I mean there's probably more buried somewhere, but like you don't you don't see that in Rome in other cities because of time. Well it's weird because you would assume that the heat and the ash would have destroyed the paint, but I mm-hmm. guess not. 
it didn't, it just like kept it in a lot of cases. So it's really, really beautiful. You can really, you can see what people wore. You can see like there's children, there's people just like living their lives. A lot of like daily life scenes that are painted. Oh, they excavated like the whole thing. Like, I mean, the whole city is there now. I think there's a little bit left, but yeah, most of it. Well, they're still finding stuff, which I'll tell you about in one second. Um, but they kept finding holes of like pockets of air and in the pockets of air there were skeletons so they kept finding skeletons in these pockets of air and in 1863 um a man named giuseppe fiorelli um, took charge of excavations and he decided that those to put plaster in those holes and see what was in there and he found that they were like a perfect cast of the bodies and that's what you've seen from pompeii the people's yeah. bodies yeah. Is because the ash cooled around them so quickly, their bodies decomposed in that space. So they're if you went into that space, their bones are in the ground. The shape of it is the shape of the person. It's it's like a sarcophagus. So that's what it looks like. Yeah. So it's just like a, it's like actually like exactly the way their bodies were. You can see the fear on their faces. You know, you can see children. You can see dogs. Dude. You they had because Rome and Romans had dogs like on leashes. They had like pets, so you would like see them too. One of the pictures I saw was. Um... A guy with teeth. Well, you know, it's not his actual teeth, but it's like the preservation of the teeth. Oh, okay, okay. You know what I mean? It's like if someone like if you make a mold of something, like you right, would put something right. in plaster, or, you know, whatever. So it's exactly like a mold of the humans, and that's what they're finding. So you can really see like people were running for their lives. You know, okay. they were scared. They're like holding each other, and there's there's places where they find like a bunch of people together and you're like did they know each other like we'll never know like was it a family was it you know people who were running together and found each other and tried to find safety somewhere like whatever but people like huddled together because like they're gonna die they still do that today they're still finding finding these pockets with bodies um they use resin now instead of plaster because it's more durable and they can keep the bones but they're still doing that and that was in 1863 so then, fast forward to the 1930s, and Mussolini is now in charge of Italy, and he really wants to go back in and start doing that, like, we're ancient Romans, let's do a lot more excavating. So he goes, but they go back in, kind of brings it up again. Um, he finds a, gene uh, not he, but, like, they find a gymnasium um, that has these awesome mosaics of people, like, working out. as people swimming, people, like, doing, like, stretches, and just, like, you know, it was, like, a gym where people, like, worked out. Just, like, such a normal city. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um. So, um, during World War II, the excavation stopped because there was other shit to do. Um. In 1943, Pompeii was bombed by the British, Americans, and Canadians. Um. They said like, "Oh, it was an accident. We didn't mean to." Like, "Fuck you." Of course you did. Whatever. Um. So some of it was destroyed by World War II bombs, but luckily not everything. Um. But there's a house called like the House of the Fallen where you can see a shell from a from a bomb from a World War II bomb. So we did that then. Um, so that brings us to now. Um, at the beginning, the excavation was like very haphazard because it was 300 years ago. So they would just like push things over and like try to dig with like whatever. Um, now it's a lot more meticulous, obviously. Um, and like we said about the bright colors and things like that, like now Pompeii is actually exposed to the elements. Now it's starting to get destroyed. Uh, by, like, that's the downside the earth yeah so we can see it but now it's now it's out there so now that it's out here like you know just like regular elements rain and wind and things are starting to fade you can also like really go there like i i remember i touched a wall i touched a fresco because i was like mm, 
And I was like walking on mosaics, you know, you could like really walk in it. I think they maybe have pulled that back a little bit because that was 20 years ago. Um, I read a story a while ago. I don't know where I read it, but like some person was like, they took a rock home from Pompeii and then they were like cursed forever, you know? So like, don't steal shit from Pompeii, but I'm sure there's like a gift shop. Um, but they're still finding stuff. So in 2020, they found a fast food place. So it's a restaurant. Like they found like a building with a restaurant and it has this like low counter. And in the counter, there are holes with pots in them. And in front of each pot is a painting of like a chicken or a fish or a lamb. So you could like go there and be like, oh, I'll have the chicken. And they would like put it in like a bowl and you could take it with you. That's pretty cool. Which is super cool. Or you could like sit in there and like eat and drink. So there's like restaurants, people like really living. Um, and in 2021, they found a chariot and a mummified freed slave. So they found like some more things. So they're still finding things. Um, and it's so cool because I mean, hopefully it, it lasts, you know, longer. But the fact that we have this time capsule um, about this ancient Roman city because of this awful tragedy we can see what they ate and drank and did for fun we can see who was there we can learn so much about the entire roman roman empire um so i also wanted to announce that i'm quitting my job and moving to pompeii to work there congratulations wow the big Thank reveal you. i'm really that, that's a big reveal i'm very excited um i have not been offered a job but i think i'm gonna show up with like a paintbrush and like <laughs> um some hope and be like hey guys what can i what can i do for you i really want to just live here and figure out what happened because it's so fucking cool until it explodes again, because four million people live in the area now. So, I, I, looking at pictures of Pompeii, I would say that the interesting part about it, like mentally, is that it looks like any like old city because mm-hmm. they dug it all up. But the part you have to keep remembering is like it's like two thousand years old. Like it yeah. shouldn't look the way it looks, mm-hmm. which is like the interesting part because it, it, you know it look. I mean, like Lisbon looks like a, a part of Lisbon or anywhere mm-hmm. else that's been around for a very, very long time. Mm-hmm. But you got to remember that, like, it shouldn't look this good, basically. Yeah, exactly. It shouldn't look that good. And it looks great. And then you also have to, like, use your imagination for that second layer. Like, imagine the second story. Imagine fabric. Imagine wood. Imagine animals. Imagine people. Like, bring it to life a little bit, which I think that's why I liked the movie because it kind of brings it a little bit to life, even though it's silly. Um, but it's, It looks silly. Know, I looked at the screen graphs of silly. it. It looks it looks really... It's on it Hulu. Looks... You can watch it, yeah. Not, not great. Yeah. Um, but it's cool. I think you should go. Alright, well, that can be it. next on the agenda. Cool. Wow, yeah, these frescoes are really, really cool. Isn't it cool? Oh, they're it's so articulate. They're so yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Because when you rats. picture it, when you picture Pompeii, like it's just like a lot of like just dead gray darkness. Mm-hmm. And then no, it's actually really, really beautiful. And that's like the inside of someone's house. So like you you the, if you were like a rich person in Pompeii, like the inside of your house would be covered with like bright red like trim and frescoes of people like having fun, you know, of like you and your family's accomplishments and shit. So All right, cool. so if, if you had to choose, how are you going? Giant earthquake or giant volcano? I feel like I, this is like the longest pause ever. The volcano would be very quick, but it'd be very scary. But the and the earthquake, I don't. I hate. I hate the idea of being stuck in a fallen building. Remember that mm. apartment collapsed in Miami like a couple like last year or whatever. Like yeah. people, they didn't find any survivors. But people could have technically been there for like a week. Yeah, and they just died. 
That is awful. So maybe that the volcano is quicker. Yeah. Okay. This is, this is a two-part question. Okay. So volcano or ill-constructed marine vessel to the bottom of the ocean to see the Titanic? Oh, my God. Volcano. I don't know why. I feel like I feel safer where there's air, even though I know the air is about to kill me. The fact that there is no air in that thing, mm, I think that's, I don't like that. What do you think? I think if you were to just drug me, blindfold me, tie me down, Option. and then put me in the Titanic submersible, I'd probably pick that. Because when it happens, you don't even know it happened. Well, you can't be drugged and tied down. You have to like be like, what's happening? I don't know. Are we going up? I, I don't know. If I'm paying that much I money, I think I can just choose. I choose how, how it happens. Die in a volcano for free. Um, That's your point. Actually, yeah. yeah. From an economic financial perspective, that would be the most reason. I mean, that Ramsey character, he would he would definitely recommend that, whatever his name is. <sighs> yeah. 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 So crazy day. Crazy thing to have in there. But super cool for us that we get to see that history. It's fucking fascinating. It's like, you know, everything else we know from like fucking bits of bits of pottery. And this is like a whole thing. We can really like see stories and stuff. So it's cool. There's Sorry. one I didn't say. I forgot to mention this. There's like a house that they know was um, owned by a woman who lived alone named Julia. And she would rent out parts of her house. So she was like. The first Airbnb. Entrepreneur. Yeah, exactly. A little Airbnb in Pompeii. And it would have been really fucking nice. Until we... it wasn't. Do we know how they know she rented out that house? Yes. On the side of her house is carved an advertisement that says rooms for rent. That's incredible. That's is so that cool? cool? So I know. It's so cool. I might go to Pompeii. Yeah. You might have convinced me. I think we should go together. Um, yeah, down. I definitely want to go. That sounds great. Um, sweet. Well, Taylor, thank you for sharing your story. Um, I will say that I just pulled up the recent article about Hillary, and it says, take this seriously. <laughs> Okay, so yeah, it's... everybody seems to be uh, taking it seriously. So please. It's getting do... a little darker on my window. Um, yeah, it's happening. Well, if you ever, if you, you and you, the kids and one, need a place to flee to, you got a place here. So thank you. Um, I'll, I will keep you posted. Yeah, good luck tomorrow. Unless um, I'm stuck there with you. I know, for real. <laughs> You're going to be living at the airport for the next couple of days. So don't worry uh, about it. Yeah, I'm used to that. Um, well, thank you. Cool. Um, I have one announcement. Um, I found out that my friend died today. Um, so I just want to tell a little story. Um, my friend, boy from high school, his name was Nathan, but they called him boy, um, which was cute. He was so cute. He was so 90s cute. I had the biggest freaking crush on him. Um, and his his house was like the fun house and his sister, um, Neva, she, I was talking with her today a little bit how, how sad I am. And um, but you could just like do whatever the fuck you wanted at their house. And it was just like so fun. And you would always just like have big parties and their parents like didn't care. And I remember one party, I was like super young. I was like 15 or 16. And I was like trying to sleep it off because I like drank a ton. And I was crying because I thought all my friends were prettier than me. <laughs> I remember <laughs> I was laying in like, I don't know what the fuck. I was laying in like a mattress on like the floor. And I can, I can like picture the hot tears. I like remember the hot tears. And boy came in the room and he was like, are you okay? And I was like, oh, my friends are prettier than me. And he was like, no. And he, it was nothing nefarious. Like he, nothing happened, but he, he like gave me a really big hug. And I remember feeling the hot tears and feeling this like 
curly, curly hair like all over my face um, because he was wearing this like huge blonde wig because he was like bald. And he's wearing, but he's wearing this like huge blonde curly wig and like comforting me. But I was like super confused because I was like drunk and sad and it was just like this hair. And um, he was just he was just a very, very nice guy. And he um, left behind a wife and a young daughter. So really sad. Jeez. But Jeez, I, I have nothing but, but good memories of, of hanging out with him. So I just wanted to share that. He passed away today? Um, he passed away like this week. Oh, you mm-hmm. you found out? Yeah, you talked yeah. to him. Wow, that sucks. Mm-hmm. Isn't isn't it weird? Like it's like you got we're at that age now where like this starts picking up speed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's kind of wild. Yeah. But, sure sorry to hear I that, Taylor. I... Thank you. I also wanted to make a, a a plea to the LinkedIn and Facebook community that like if someone dies please don't put them on my list of people that I have to add to my podcast, like on LinkedIn. Cause I've definitely invited several dead people to like our podcast. Cause otherwise they're just going to be the top of my list forever. You know? Wait, you, why are you adding dead people to our podcast? What? Because on LinkedIn I get, so we have our podcast our page on LinkedIn for our podcast. You can follow it everyone. Um, but I'm inviting people, but I can only invite 250 people a month. So every month, at the beginning of the month, I invite 250 people of like of my friends on LinkedIn or whatever but at the top of the list is in like I don't know what order it's in but at the very top of the list if you don't invite someone they're going to stay at the top of the list so I had like Jim at the top of my list for like two months and then I was like I don't want to keep seeing Jim's face every month when I'm trying to invite people like it just makes me sad so I just invited him so he's off the list oh you know what I, I see mean what you're saying I see what you're yeah. saying yeah 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 but it's real sad but there'll be more of that as we get older. God, I just, I, you just reminded me of, um, shit, who was that? I don't know. It's like high school friends are like some, somebody that passed and their, um, their Facebook just stayed kind of stagnant forever. And, but it, yeah. it wasn't marked as a memorial site. And so the reminders keep coming up about their birthday. Yeah. Because if it's, if, it, if you, I don't know how it works, but if you don't like, tell facebook that that person's dead they'll just like pretend i mean it, it just does a normal facebook thing right and so you gotta tell mm-hmm. them and then they stop pushing your mind anyways i know yeah, it was just weird. my friend stephanie's birthday she passed away last year and i got them think invite and i think a couple people posted like happy birthday i don't think that they knew because he wouldn't doesn't say yeah. on her thing that she that she's passed so i mean i wrote like i miss you but i mean yeah it's crazy yeah yeah wow okay well bummer bummer situation um, um but apparently, we, you know, we have a LinkedIn group, so you know, join that, people. We're we're on every social at Doom to Fail Pod. All the socials, about to blow uh, up. Yes, thank you everyone for your support. Please send us emails, um, send us Instagram messages. We definitely read them. We really appreciate it. Um, and sign up for our email so you won't ever miss an episode. And tell your friends. Um, oh, thank you to my friend Christine who told a really fun story about an earthquake um, on Instagram. I, I reposted it, but she um, was telling the story. The, the volcano episode reminded her of when she was in the that 1994 earthquake in California, like yeah, that Northridge. big one. Northridge and she was she's so cute she was like she had she was a kid and she had like built a fort and she was like in her fort and then it started happening and she was like my fort is crashing down around me and like <laughs> it's so cute <laughs> so she's like I'm super traumatized by everything but it was sweet thank, thank you for sharing that was very cute yeah. um cool sweet well thanks, thanks everyone ours. thanks Taylor everyone thanks. have a great rest of your day bye all